Happy summer, my friends, and welcome back. I wanted to give you an update first before we dive into today's episode, and that is if you are interested in becoming a patient advocate, which for those of you who don't know, is my current position in my company, Peace Advocacy Group. I am the owner, founder, and chief patient advocate, and I have for the past couple years been leading others down this path and showing you the way. So if that interests you, feel free to reach out to me via email and I can start a discussion. If you are sure that you would like to proceed with that course, which starts July 10 and is a hybrid of both self-paced and live Q&A and guided meditations, you can head to the show details of this episode and click on the link that says course. I look forward to the potential to guide many of you down this path as I have in many courses before. And now to our guest. Today, I'm talking to Justin Franson. Justin is an athleticism performance coach and founder of athleticism.com and emfrocks.com. He also authored the book, Athleticism, Whole Body Plus Whole Brain Equals Performance. In his over 25 years, Justin does nerve work for sports performance with amateur and professional athletes in major sports. This episode, however, is not actually all about athletics and sports, although we do touch on it, but we really dive into the health effects of EMFs, so electromagnetic frequencies, and what that does to our health and how we can combat that and repel that. So I really encourage you to listen to this. This was eye-opening for me, uh, terrifying in some ways, but not in any kind of way that I couldn't take some action. So I think sometimes we need to get a little bit uncomfortable to continue to optimize our health. So with that, here is Justin. All right. Super excited to be here with Justin Franson. Talk about a topic that we have not talked about yet, but I found it to be um, timely and relevant and necessary. So I'm bringing it to all of you. Thanks for being here, Justin. Claudia, thank you for having me on. Yeah, excited. So let's dive in first to the question I ask all my guests, which is what does true wellness mean to you? It means getting grounded by nature and connecting with the resonance of our universe because we're one with it. Mm, I love that. Very succinct and to the point and also very relevant to the topic you're going to cover today. Um, so I, as I was kind of thinking about the way I wanted to structure this one, what really came to mind was was what and why. So I'm really interested in sort of the elementary what, because I think this is a topic that can get very complicated and confusing, um, but also the why. And so let's start with first the why of what brought you to doing this. So why did you take the path that you took and then ultimately end up in sort of the EMF um, research space? So Claudia, I'm in my 25th year this year of working with amateur and professional athletes. I started athleticism.com back then, and we do nerve work for sports performance. And I treat concussions. We're working with the body at a whole different level, which is mainly their energy systems. And what I saw is our athletes breaking down from wearable technology and that link between me intuitively knowing that non-native EMFs, electromagnetic fields uh, were, weren't enhancing for us because I could feel it. I was the last guy to get a cell phone. Even when I talked on corded phones for too long, my ear would hurt. I'm like, what's going on? It's corded, shouldn't bother me. 
So I knew this stuff wasn't great. Even with watches, I would have pain underneath the battery of a watch. And so when I started seeing these guys go to go weeks, specifically the strongest, fittest guy was wearing a smartwatch. He was an endurance athlete. His whole arm went weak. I'm like, okay, let's get that radiation off your wrist. And his arm started, the pain went away right away. And then his arm started to heal, uh, you know, literally overnight. So that's what got me into this whole EMS space about a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. Cause I think about all of the, um, you know, wearable devices that, like everybody seems to wear. I've always been resistant to it. I don't think that I um, fully understood all of what went on with it, but I just, it didn't seem like it was a good idea to me. Um, And I didn't feel like I needed to know all of that data, but I'm also not obviously an athlete. So I understand why athletes are drawn to um, sort of getting that objective data, but I also fully understand that there's um, a downside to that. So we'll sort of dive into that. Let's um, get just really elementary. What are EMFs and what devices emit them? Electromagnetic fields or frequencies, and the acronym is EMF. And they can be either native waves or non-native. And a native waveform would be basically the entire resonance of our planet. Uh, we've experienced the challenges from them from cosmic shifts in our atmosphere from solar flares or pressure shifts. And that will mess with our REM patterns when we're sleeping and, and you know, we'll, we'll adapt to those changes. But now this newer technology, actually, I shouldn't say newer. It, since we've introduced <laughs> electricity into our homes uh, 130 years ago, it, it's, it's, uh, it's been a challenge for us. But Newer, meaning the wireless signals have been become so prolific in our space and the marketing efforts have gone into teaching people to just get them closer to you and use them more and faster, faster without any, without any uh, proximity protocols or awareness on the challenges that they present. So those would be uh, the, the non-native ones. And the thing is here, Claudia, is all man-made electricity is a one-directional waveform. It's a one-directional waveform, or it does not work. So that's why we look up and we'll see a, a cell tower, and you'll have panels facing every direction. <clears throat> Excuse me, because they're broadcasting in that direction because they're not an unpolarized waveform. They're absolutely polarizing for our body, and they're revving at speeds that are ten zeros faster than how we're designed to sleep, rev, and optimize. Hmm. So what, you know, you kind of started noticing this with sports devices or wearable technology that maybe your athletes were wearing. What other types of devices, um, well, are those the highest EMF concerns? And what about the others that maybe we aren't necessarily thinking about? Like in my world, I think about the amount of medical imaging that like my patients and clients undergo. Um, so what are some of the ones that are, um, also important and significant that we don't necessarily always think of? Uh, I mean, that's a great point. The medical imaging is huge. I mean, that's one that's just not even recognized at all. And now robotics doing surgeries, the amount of EMFs generated from that is daunting. It'll zap someone, you fix a challenge, but you created 50 others that they might not be able to rebound from. 
So EMFs, let's go back to electricity and, and start there. There's three different types of stressors of electricity. You have electricity, which is measured in the speed of a wave length at 50 to 60 waves per second. You have dirty electricity, which measure, measures amps to volts, any static or sparking in a line, like a dim switch on your light, attempting to keep the level of lighting you're requesting. It'll cause static in your line. And then you have, <clears throat> you have wireless signals. All the wireless, Alexas, you know, cell phones, Wi-Fi, smart meters, <laughs> the list goes on and on. Uh, anything that doesn't have a wire that's considered a smart device that can always look to communicate with you has a speed of a wave uh, about 50 million waves per second into the billions of waves per second. Wow. Now, that's what an uh, in, in EMF is. And so it can be everything from electricity in your homes to to electric car and sitting on a big battery, to solar on your home, to all the uh, earbuds that have their like an antenna in your inner ear, and that's an airway canal directly to your brain, to the cell phone. So that whole spectrum of electricity uh, in those three speeds of wavelengths are the challenge. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here with my cord. <laughs> this is like yes. me being old school because I, I don't like the thought of having that in my ears. Um, and I was trying to get my, my son's um, earbuds. I don't know what happened to them, but I was like, you're going to wear my corded ones now, which makes me feel better. So, um, so take us through what you've seen people experience. You've already kind of alluded to that, what you were experiencing yourself and then what you're, you were seeing your athletes um, experience just so people can get an idea of if I'm experiencing some of these symptoms, maybe it's partly tied to the amount of EMS I'm being exposed to. Okay, Claudia, I want to make this super clear for everyone. Every single one of these symptoms that I'm going to share with you, I've seen clinically the last 10 years with my clients. Straight up going into homes and metering homes and seeing it with people. The first thing is cognitive challenge, lack of focus, memory, anxiety, fatigue, stress, headaches, ringing in the ears. Okay, all those behavioral challenge and the lack of sleep are level one EMF challenges. Level two would be non-trauma concussion symptoms, nausea, vomiting, bloody noses, seizures, muscle twitches, literally the same symptoms that they saw in the Havana cohort or the Havana syndrome, which was the first attack of U.S. embassy workers on foreign soil with microwave. And then the level three would be cancer, suicide. I saw it in a high school athlete, diabetes, another 12-year young family friend here in Orange County, uh, Alzheimer's, family friends. Uh, cardiovascular challenges, see it with family friends. So you're looking at cancer, suicide, diabetes, cardiovascular, Alzheimer's, and then lack of fertility, seeing it across the board, especially uh, lately. So those are some big things. And the reason those happens is, is a backup even before that is this EMF stuff is an oxidative stress. 
Dr. Martin Paul talks about the voltage-gated cha calcium channels opening up, and it lets positive calcium into a negative cell, turn causes tremendous cell and DNA damage. So it's the vibration, Claudia, that these low-level, even electricity, all the way to a faster speed link causes on our body that's super challenging for us to assimilate. So 2.45, oh yeah, that's a bandwidth that destructures water. Wow. So we're not only dehydrating our bodies at epidemic proportions, but we're dehydrating the environment. Ibrahim Karim, the founder of biogeometry, Dr. Ibrahim Karim, will say and tout that the reason we have global warming is from the rollout of radiation, not from the fossil fuel emission. It's we're dehydrating our environment. And so when you talk about oxidative stress, Dehydrating our, our dehydrating our bodies and our plants and our pets and, and our and the people and then messing with our circadian rhythms. I mean, changing these bandwidths so the blue lights affect us. We're, we're messing with our with our thermal dynamics of our own body and how our body interplays with matter and radiation, whether it's a cosmic shift or these these natural ones. We're going to see that effect. And those are the exact symptoms that we're going to see. So when we talk about you personally seeing people struggling with diabetes, Alzheimer's, um, some of these larger, you know, definitely cancer, some of these um, larger health concerns, um, I can imagine I'm always trying to like think of somebody listening. What are they, what are they questioning? Um, and they might be questioning, how are you? tying that together. So um, those are pretty large, large claims um, that that EMFs had a role, whether it was alone or with something else. Um, what was your assessment of the causation or at least the association there? Did they eliminate the EMFs or try to at least, um, you know, get some of them out of their environment and then those things improved? So how did you come to that conclusion? So a lot of the stuff I'm going to say might seem theoretical to, to a lot of people. And, and what I want to be very clear, especially for the medical community, which you might have uh, an ear from <clears throat> because you're a pharmacist background, this stuff is, is, is their physical effects that we're seeing. This isn't anecdotal. When you have walk into someone's environment, and, and that's my biggest thing, Claudia, is what is our environment? Can we answer that for us first? That's a big question because your environment can actually kill us instantly or it can allow us to thrive. So when I look at environment, I go back into the whole physics component and our environment is, is essentially our atmosphere, air, which I'm going to lean in on that part of it. Well, that air is ether or plasma. These waves and particles travel through that air. That's how we're able to communicate. We're basically a holograph of light. And so when we get disrupted and, in, and affected by a stressor, we're going to see these symptoms. So to me, it wasn't so out of reach to go, hey, let me walk into your home <clears throat> and see what your environment looks like in your home. Oh, your kids aren't doing well their room, where is their room? Well, what's on the other side of their room? Well, it was two smart meters for the front and back unit of your complex in Corona Damar, and one had seizures, and then the other one grinded her teeth 
to death, to nothing, literally to her gums because she'd slept on the other side with the head of her bed on the other side of two smart meters, broadcasting every seven to 15 seconds, millimeter waves at billions of waves per second when her brainwave stayed sleeping at one or below one to eight. And they're one directional waveforms. It's not too far-fetched for me to make that assumption and, and directly correlate that that was a stressor in her environment that in turn directly was the cause of these challenges. Because other than that, her parents were professional athletes and organic and had great protocols, were connected to God, like, like literally had like all the pillars for health that I believe in, except her environment was polluted when she was going through her rest. The kid that committed suicide in CDM high school, his street, well, let me back up. Milagos, when you're measuring Milagos, bioinitiative.org says it should be one or below one Milagos. The kid who got diabetes, they were seven to eight Milagos in his house for 12 years. The other kid who committed suicide, the Milagos on the street, if you can point, put a meter up at, at a transformer, it's going to be 70 Milagos, 60 to 70 Milagos coming out of that. That kid, that street was about the same thing. It was about 50 milligauss, just driving down the street with my meter out. It was like a, it was like a Aaron Brockovich environment in that neighborhood where it was a cluster where they, they poorly wired. So this guy's house, he had four different lines going into the transformer. It was all cross-wired causing lots of milligauss. Well, the other house that was the worst street. It was totally miswired underneath and everyone was sick on that street. So uh, to me, there's no scratching your head. Uh, yeah, it, stories about our products working, our grounding bags helping, like Dr. Uh, Rodney White out of Nebraska, he did a sleep test for two months. So when you do a clinical trial, you're doing it for one day, literally, or one night with you know, multiple people, 20, 40, 60 people, maybe, maybe more if you can get them. He did it for two months straight. <laughs> and our grounding bags, his deep sleep increased the grounding bags from 45 minutes to 100 minutes. Like these things, like for me, that's not anecdotal. That's not a, I don't need a theory of a double blind study to prove this stuff, whether it's how our grounding bags work from a third party doctor doing tests or me correlating direct stressors and then seeing the symptoms go through, there's no scratching your head on it for me. I get that. And I'm actually, I'm actually with you. Um, I just, I know that they're, um, met the medical field and our society in general has been taught that we um, don't believe anything until we hear all of the, you know, amazing randomized controlled clinical trials that have been done. Um, but I understand what you're saying. Um, and I, I actually am with you on that. Um, otherwise I, I wouldn't have you on here. And then a lot of the other guests I've had on here, because I, we don't have time to wait for there to be a 20 year longitudinal study. We need to get on it now as we're seeing the problem. So I I'm with you. Um, I want to get into, into your product, into your bags um, in a little bit, but I, I want to talk a little bit about germ theory versus terrain theory. You've talked about our environment and I would love for you to sort of talk us through those two philosophies and how they're different. 
Yeah, definitely. That, this is a hot topic right now. Uh, I just went to Cellcore conference and, and Tom Cowan was a guest speaker for two and a half hours up on stage. Cellcore is a supplement line that does detox and cell health mitochondria function. And the conference was just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. It was in Boise, Idaho. And anyways, Tom Cowan, one of the big MDs out there that's worked in clinical practice for 50 years about, <laughs> and, and uh, now he's a, he's a regenerative farmer. And so he understands the body, how it's one with the universe and how we're one with the soil. And so now he's taking his knowledge from the body and transferring into making these incredible biodynamic seasonings to help people and, and so much more. But he had a video that went viral, Claudio, uh, several years ago. And it was actually in the beginning of 2020. And people were like, oh, I'm sure he was at a medical conference. And the doctors are like, oh, I'm sure you want me to comment on this, uh, this coronavirus thing. <laughs> and, and he says, and so everyone's like, yeah, yeah. So he's like, okay. Now, if you're studying dolphins and they all get sick, are you going to go, hey, let's look at the genes. And in 2020, they're all going to get sick. And he goes, no, that would be stupid. And, and he tried to preempt people raising their hand on that one, but people were raising their hand. And then he goes, oh, are you going to say, did that dolphin give that dolphin a virus? Or are you going to go, someone polluted their water and they got sick from that. And that was the aha moment, I think, for the millions and millions of viewers, and especially that room of doctors, that they, they equated that the dolphin's environment is their ocean. When you can pollute it, they're going to get sick and adapt to it. And so that's the main thing. You, you, talk, you look back in the history of people studying, and uh, there's never been a virus that's been isolated and proven to be the cause of disease. And so that, that's a really hot topic because Tom Cowan will go so far as to say, there's nothing that exists that, that is a contagion. <clears throat> that's a pathogenic contagion. So, uh, you know, that's a really tough concept for everyone to grasp, even me. And, and I, I'm, I'm probably 99.9% .9 of the way there but I did kiss a girl and I did get mono. <laughs> so I'm going, well, hey, how is that? And so what I would equate that 1% to or 0.09% or, or to whatever it is, uh, is to the fact that there's a coherence and, and there's a frequency that, that can be learned. And uh, when you get overrun with it and your system's not strong enough, you can pick up that resonance to it, but it's not a virus flying around to kill people. And so I think that's a big part. Andrew Kaufman, another MD, virologist that's been, you know, really, they, these guys are letting go of their medical licenses, licenses to, to really lean in on this topic because medical boards, they're, they're literally funded by pharmaceutical industries who has lied about this for over a hundred years. We go to book Louis Pasteur versus Beauchamp. There's Beauchamp versus Pasteur. You can get it on Amazon. Beauchamp was a real scientist and Louis Pasteur was a, was a fraud. We actually got pasteurized milk from him. That was the one big thing, his claim to fame. But before he died, he recanted all of his work and said, 
I was just getting paid to sell stuff, at, you know, for fear. And, and Bashamp is a real scientist, and Bashamp was studying twins, and so he would look at the twins and be like, "Why would one get sick, and why wouldn't the other one get sick?" Well, it was their bio terrain. And one was weaker, and maybe they their room was on the you know in a bad geopathic line. Maybe you know they had more heavy metals and they ate aluminum can. I, I you know who knows what it was. Maybe the shots that they were given, the one methylation pathways were were working well, and the other one wasn't. Maybe one got one too many shots, and it's it was just too much toxicity for him to assimilate. So that system, that terrain wasn't as resilient. There's a million different ways. So that's why you can't treat everyone a one-stop shot. Oh, take this shot and that'll hear this. And everyone gets 20 vaccines. That's absolutely ludicrous. Like everyone should be identified as different and look at their, how full their bucket is of fullness of toxicity and how, how, how are their methylation pathways? How is their you know, coherence? How is their circadian rhythm? How much light, you know, do they really produce inside their body? Like literally on, by themselves, how, how much chi are they emitting? And with that, you know, from there, then you could tell someone's health, but, but uh, yeah, th this, this is a hot topic because uh, I, I'm, I, I don't believe that there is a virus out there to kill anyone. Dr. Zach Bush will say there are 10 to the 31 viruses in us and around us at all times. Like it literally is our adaptive system like fungus and bacteria. We would not be here without them, period. And they're not meant to kill the host. Little viruses are a dead protein. They don't eat, they don't reproduce. They don't derive energy in any way, shape or form. And they're self-limiting by nature. They're not designed to kill the host. So that's the kind of the, the backdrop behind <laughs> viruses. Yes, um, definitely a hot topic, definitely coming out of um, a pandemic. And I just think about the depth of the psychology behind the effects of these two theories, you know, like if, um, you know, the germ theory is very much leading us into a psychology of disempowerment and, you know, we're just um, victims to whatever, whatever, um, you know, microbe comes our way and um, there's not a whole lot we can do um, versus how do we optimize our environment and identify some of the concerns and optimize our immune system and be proactive. You know, germ theory is like very reactive. Now I've got this thing. Let me get my antiviral. Let me get my antibiotic. Um, and so it's, it's like so much deeper than, than even all of the depth that you've, you've covered. And so I think it's an important topic to consider and it hopefully at least will just start some curiosity with um, those who are listening to, to look into it more if this is new um, philosophy for them. So, yeah. And then, and then I would have everyone look at the contagion myth, Tom Callan wrote, look at the invisible rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg. And when we're talking about germ theory over bioterrain, I, I think there's toxins and, and, and there's environmental toxins, and those are the bigger challenge. And there's frequencies I, that I feel that can be that 1% of a contagion, more of the touch ones. And, uh, but that's just my take on it. But, but uh, look into those books and The Invisible Rainbow, probably one of my favorite books all time because he categorizes the history of electricity and life. And he counter and directly correlates every major shift in our environment, whether it was a cosmic shift or a man-made shift, 
Uh, he correlates it to times where a lot of people died, like pandemic. So, in and and before that, in 1889, that was the first time we introduced electricity in our homes. This is kind of the craziest thing. They called the flu, Claudia, the flu, because it would fly in and fly out with solar flares, like cosmic shifts. But it would be here, and then you wouldn't see it for years. And then when there was another shift, a lot of people would adapt and get sick, and a lot of wouldn't make it. And until we introduced electricity into our homes, the flu was here to stay. So literally, they call the flu an electrical disease. And in 1918, we rolled out radio waves, right? That was crazy, Spanish flu. And then World War II, radar, well, before that, Hong Kong flu, satellites in the Van Allen boat, like this protective layer in our atmosphere. Uh, and, and then obviously the last several years, 5G. So to me, there's no scratching your head. And then when I live in, I live in Laguna Beach, probably one of the healthiest places you know, in the country, as far as people being outdoor, eating organic, always in the sun, always in the water, barefoot, at the beach. And a lot of people got sick last June. And for me, it's like somebody changed our environment in our area for that many people to get sick at one time during a summertime when no, no one ever gets sick here. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I've actually um, interviewed people on here about um, cluster um, type of conditions, specifically with cancer. And so I, I do believe, um, I do believe that that's a, a phenomenon that exists and that we have to pay attention to. Um, what I would like to talk about now is I'm imagining, you know, um, I think people in general are exhausted and overwhelmed <laughs> with the amount of information that's coming to them. That's like, oh, you've been doing all of this. Um, now stop doing that because now it's bad for your health, you know? So stop eating these certain things. Stop, you know, going to these certain places. Stop, now stop <laughs> utilizing your um, devices. And so they're like tired um, and exhausted. So what, let's just start with what are some simple things that people could feasibly do besides, you know, like, living off the grid, <laughs> which maybe some people would love to do. I actually would love to do that. But since we're all living in a society that requires um, some type of electronic, what, and we'll talk about your rocks also, but let's like, wh what can people do just on an everyday basis? Well, so there's a few tiers and steps to get there. The first thing I say is, is get a meter to meter stressors. And then once you can identify them, then you'll know how close you want them to you. Uh, and especially for kids, man, when you put a, a one directional acoustometer or a wireless meter to a cell phone and the cell phone starts screaming and your kid looks at it and go, hey, this thing looks harmless, but then you point the meter at it and it starts screaming. Well, that's that noise pollution that our bodies here, our nervous system here is the plants here animals definitely hear. I can hear it when I go underwater in my cove. I can hear dolphins communicating. I can hear whales and I can hear the most god-awful noise pollution when there's a electric foil board going in, in my cove. Like, so identify the stressors. Once you do that, then it's simple. Then you're like, okay, well, this laptop, man, it's a battery and a router. I probably shouldn't have it over my reproductive organs. Okay. 
So <laughs> let's not put it on your lap, especially if you want to have kids. And then, oh, these earbuds, well, that's a you know, basically an antenna in my inner ear. Well, maybe I should get the corded ones or the cell phone. Let's put it away and let's start talking on speaker. Oh, electric cars. Well, this is a big one too. And it's, I, I, I'm, I, I'm shameless on educating people. So bear with me, everyone. You're sitting on a massive battery. Claudia, no health book that either one of us have ever read says that that is good for your health, right? Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> batteries. Okay. They, they mine them. They use fossil fuels to mine them. They use coal, cadmium, precious minerals. And then we're using the grid to use the product and we're wanting to reduce the usage on that grid. How does that even work? The infrastructure is not even there and it never will be because most people live in multifamily homes. And so they're never going to have grids to be able to charge their cars. Uh, it's 18% lower testosterone for anyone driving an electric car. And then you're filling up our landfills with acid with dead batteries. And it doesn't get more efficient when you drive it. It's less efficient in cold climates. Like this stuff is not a net zero. There's firemen having electrical, you know, getting, getting killed from jaws of life. When, when there's a fire, it's an electrical fire. They can't cut someone out and open it without hurting themselves. So we don't think about this stuff when we're rolling out. We're, we're, we got to unlearn what industries have told us for their own profit. And so uh, avoid driving an electric car. When you go to buy a car, buy a, a gas car. Uh, and I wish hydrogen was a better car options, but right now it's not so bad to drive a fuel efficient gas car. And so way better for our health. Uh, so these are some of the things opt out of a smart meter. It's a gas and a, it's a gas and electric meter. That's a two-way router that's automated. We're allowed to opt out of it because of privacy. They, they, they care about our privacy maybe, but, <laughs> but they don't about our health. So you can say, Hey, man, I don't want you guys knowing my usage when I'm home, what I'm doing all throughout the day. So I'm going to go back to an analog meter and Josh Del Sol had a documentary movie called take back your power. That's fantastic. That covers the smart meters. Uh, and so check, check that out. So those are some of the big things just right out of the gate. Solar, unfortunately, they haven't figured out how to ground solar out. So solar causes lots of dirty electricity in people's homes. I haven't found any home. I use the Stetzer electric meter, Stetzer, S-T-E-T-Z-E-R, electric.com. $150 meter, you plug in the wall, it should be 50 or below. Every home with solar is about 800 to 1600 amps to volts, which is really, really high, dangerously high. So solar is not a great option. Again, they still use a grid. You're still plugged into it for overage and such. And so uh, not fans of a lot of these things that industries are telling us to move towards. Really interesting. Okay, well, thank you for, I was going to ask you what meter to buy because you've got to really break this down <laughs> for us. Like, what is the name of it and how do I use it? Okay, thank you for say, saying what that is. Um, okay, so for those who are listening, who are saying, well, I already bought a Tesla and I already have solar panels on my roof. <laughs> so that's not going anywhere. Um, tell us about the other options, including what you have developed, which are your EMF rocks. 
Yeah. So the cool thing here is, I mean, I, I'm not here to scare everyone to death, but I, I want to create awareness. Awareness to me is the key thing. When you can create an awareness, then we can identify stuff and and protect ourselves in a, in a lot of ways. And then we understand the coherence between us and nature and then the lack of between a one directional. Uh, and then, so basically the greatest thing about physics is you can convert a one directional waveform. That's really cool. So mother nature does that for us. That's why getting out into her resonance is so healthy. So the first thing that I recommend Claudia is everyone go outside. It's free. Just get in the sunlight, get that circadian rhythm set, allow your body to drive energy and light from the light outside. And that's going to be the fuel for your body. It's really, really important. So nature, uh, Eileen McCusick talks about it best. Our body is like a body battery. We get a negative ion of charge from the unpolar or from the, from the resonance of the earth. And we pull the electrons. We get a positive charge from the unpolarized light of the sun and the moon and the stars. And then we breathe in minerals, Dr. Zach Bush, breathe in your microbiome. And then we, hopefully we get it from some of our food. If we're not shopping at all the big, you know, stores and more farmers markets and such. And then we drink great water, maybe structured water for that conductivity. So that's how our body battery works. And, and, and uh, so anyhow, we want to understand that coherence and, and that resonance and these unpolarized waveforms and allow our bodies to thrive with that. So no one grounds us better than nature. So that, that's basically the essence of what I just said. So get outside and get your, your vitamin uh, nature, you know, and, and just being outside, it's free. And then when you're inside, we rolled out a product called the grounding bag. It's emfrocks.com grounding bags. They're hand mined crystals. They're beautiful pink crystals. They have moisture and magnetic properties inside them. Now, when people would mine these before, they would turn to dust because they didn't seal them. So we're the first that realizes that you can seal them and they're incredible for EMF protection, stronger than shungite or amethyst or black tourmaline. They have these known magnetic Tesla properties, but they have that moisture content. The combination between the two, Claudia, exponentially stronger than any EMF protection product out there on the market. And this is nature herself. This isn't a, a modified resonance, a sticker, a pendant, a, a coil to try and overpower another man-made resonance. That's GMO. That's eating GMO food or having a GMO resonance. This is a natural resonance of mother nature. We deploy it in a grounding bag. You put one of these on or under your bed, you'll sleep three to 50% deeper guaranteed. Wow. Okay. So what, how did you develop that? What, how did this all happen? Were you talking to um, an archeologist? Like what, how did this all happen? Well, I got a name in Newport beach for, for uh, BMF protection, I, I was really leaning in on that and metering homes. And, and I was using another uh, product at the time. And so a doctor approached me. He's like, hey, what are you using? I said, I'm doing this. And he said, oh, okay. He said, I'm using this. 
And so I, I'm like, okay, well, treat me with it. Let me see what it does. And he actually was treating successfully patients with this stone. And he had a different methodology. And I'm like, oh my goodness, because I was looking for uh, my own product and I was looking for a product from nature because everyone looks to the earth to get grounded, right? So, so did I. So I'm like, okay, I got to do this. And so I asked him, I said, hey, are you going to roll this out to the masses? Uh, and he said, no, he goes, I'm retiring. I don't want anyone to know this stuff. I'm have successful practice and you know, I'm, I'm on my way out. You can run with it. So I got the access uh, directly to the mines and, and, and then uh, changed the packaging, rolled it out, deployed it a little differently and brought this to, to the masses. And now we're the number one selling EMF natural protection product on the market. Wow. What year was that? When did you roll this out? Oh, several years ago. Okay. Yeah. So four years ago. Um, what are you seeing from a, a story standpoint? Um, what, you know, what are people saying back to you after they use it? Uh, it it's absolutely life-changing, life-changing, new lease on life. Uh, my wife, she had some early menopause going on back then. Her menstrual cycle stopped. Her, she was waking up every night with night sweats. So not sleeping through the night and then night sweats for three months straight. Once we brought in the grounding bags, everything normalized. So during that transitional time of aging where you can tangibly feel it and see the clock ticking, it slowed down time. So that was that was when I knew we had something really, really special. Uh, but you'll see more energy. You can 10x your energy with it. We, we can recharge your body. We can flush your biofield of any stuck EMF, with, which is huge. Uh, Dr. Rodney White will see you know, his deep sleep go from 45 minutes to 100 minutes. That's over 50% improvement of deep sleep. So most of our clients really see it in the sleep because they load up you know, their house and they put them on their, ground, their grounding bag on their bed and they'll sleep better. About 20% of the population now, I think it's probably more as EMF sensitive. So those ones now can coexist. They can go out. They can, they can put a mini grounding bag in their purse, in their pocket, in their backpack, and have that uh, natural protection and uh, use technology again. They have better cognitive. Uh, they're not behaviorally lashing out at their coworkers. I mean, the list Literally, Claudia, it's such a blessing to hear. It's endless. We have endless testimonials on our website. We have crazy, huge doctor clinics selling the product. Tom Cowens, a huge reseller. Alphavetics, a huge reseller. Uh, and the list goes on and on. Uh, so we're so blessed on just educating people about physics and biology and, and the biology of a circadian rhythm and connecting that resonance uh, of the earth, you know, and bringing that into our home because we essentially live in these electrical boxes of home. So you know, it, it's tough to, it's tough to deal with this stuff. So would you recommend that people have this in their home, in their room, in their, I mean, I guess in an optimal ideal world in their car and also in their purse? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So the protocols are one grounding bag on your bed, desk, and car seat. And then you need an additional five grounding bags together on the floor of your home 
to clear a 2,000 square foot space. Seven, if you have solar and if someone's driving a Tesla or electric car with a massive battery underneath them, uh, we recommend seven grounding bags behind the driver's seat to create that uh, coherence. Wow. Okay. And these are seven of the regular size, not the mini? So they got to be full size. So the game we're playing is how much mass of the resonance of the earth can you bring into your space to create a balance between all these internet of things and all the, the man-made stressors that were self-induced on ourselves and that are just around us. Um, what is the life line on these products? Like, does, is this like the earth and it doesn't like, or does it absorb so much or, and like, eventually you need to get more bags? Yeah. A great question. Uh, they last for years is the answer. Depending on how you use them, if you put them in your car and it's a hot car and they'll, they'll dry out quicker. So I say they last for two to 10 years, but it all depends on your usage. If you throw the mini in the wash machine, you got to get a new one that day. So, so they'll last for a really long time. And probably one of our biggest selling points is they do have an expiration. When these solid rocks turn to dust, you need to buy a new grounding bag. And you'll see it. You'll see it and feel it. And that's the best thing. Because if you're buying another device that's like, oh, that's just going to kick off a residence forever and forever. How do you know when it stops working or when it gets overrun or when it starts imprinting the bat and you, you just don't. And copper does that. So th this, this is, that's probably one of my favorite questions to answer. Cause number one, it's the most cost-effective product out there. And you could step up on buying them as you can afford more and more. And then they last for a really long time. And when they expire, sprinkling in your garden, You'll add the most nutrient dense minerals into your garden. And then you got to get another grounding bag. Well, this is all fascinating. I really appreciate this discussion. Um, and I appreciate you breaking down a lot of this for us. Um, like I said, a lot of us, this is not something that we spend a lot of time thinking about or, or researching. And um, I don't think that that negates its importance in any way. I just think we there's a lot we don't know. And when we know better, we do better. And so I appreciate you sharing all of this with us. What is your what is your goal? Is this is this do you still work with athletes or is that or, or is this your your uh, new path? Yes. I mean, I think a lot of my energy has been diverted into the product sales because they've grown exponentially. So, uh, but I do see clients. I see several clients per day and I treat concussions and we have some incredible nervous system protocols that we roll out athleticism.com. We've have curated health products. So I'm bringing in the best of health products on that one site. And then my, my goal is really to educate people on physics and biology and uh, and have them understand that you got to have energy first before you have chemistry and then you get the biology that's a really simple concept that that is missed in, in the health space and Bruce Lipton really brought that to the forefront and when we can start to understand that flow chain of how energy works you'll see that like Dr. Bear Lando alphavetic.com he did a waveform test on our grounding bags and they clinically passively treated up to 91% of the markers, you'll start to see the healing potential of like 90 plus percent of nature 
just getting in her resonance. So my main thing is, hey, understand the stressors and get get into nature and get grounded by nature because that's our nature. That's how we're going to be able to heal and sustain. And the last bit is is to really connect to God and and stay grounded below and and know how you feel. Like get out of this meta universe. Industries are pushing people into tech so they can track and trace and control them and numb them down and to tell them how they feel or how many steps they took or how well they slept. That is just ridiculous in my world. I want people to know how you feel, connect to how you feel. And yeah, hey, we've I've tracked athletes, but you do a baseline test, maybe a midpoint and an endpoint. It's not an everyday thing. So get these tracking devices off of you and stop this meta universe. Get that bad blue light out of your eyes. These are receptors for light and coherence in your bodies. And so if we're in a dark room with bad lighting, it's going to jack all of our systems, our hormones, system, everything's going to be thrown off. And so part of what I'm doing is to, I'm teaching people not to use this stuff to not to need my products. But at the end of the day, right now with the levels we're seeing, the grounding bags are a necessity for everyone. So I, I want to be able to help people sleep and, and to create that coherence in, in their world. I completely understand that. Just being a patient advocate, I actually often say, I wish my services weren't needed. I wish the medical system worked just fluidly and seamlessly and optimally, and it doesn't. And um, so in the meantime, I will help just like you're, you know, I wish we had, we had an environment that was um, void of all of this, but it's not. So let me provide you something to help you in the meantime. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Justin. Thanks, Claudia. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you to Justin for sharing this really important topic and insights with us. I will share that since recording this episode, I have my own first bag of EMF rocks, and I'm really excited to begin to utilize this modality to start to combat some of my own exposure to EMFs. And I encourage you all to look into this option as well and just limiting your exposure as well. And as we continue to learn ways to optimize our wellness, I do want to re-emphasize that it's important that we don't stress too much over all of these stressors, but simply take one step forward in ways that we can limit our toxicity from what's in our environment. Thank you again, Justin. And again, if any of you are interested in my Becoming a Patient Advocate course that starts July 10, you can head right on over to the show details for that information, or you can just email me. It's claudia at peaceadvocacygroup.com. See you here again next time.